Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Twilight Nine podcast. Today we'll be reviewing last week's winner, this week's fantasy plays and betting spreads, and everything else from the world of golf. And now, next on the tee, your host, Riley Hamill. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine podcast. This is episode 15. I'm your host, Riley. This week, it's a little bit different this week. No PGA Tour event, which is a bummer this weekend. Nothing to bet on. Can't win any money. Taking uh, Thanksgiving off. We are back next week with the Mayakoba, I believe, is next weekend. So, of course, we'll come back next week with a preview show and all the betting and all that stuff next week. This week is a little bit different. We're going to spend a little bit of time recapping the RSM Classic, not a bunch of time. It was a great tournament. Usually, some of the sometimes those tournaments right after majors, especially the Masters, is a little bit rough just because not a lot of guys in the field. The fields are pretty weak, and with that usually comes not a lot of drama, not a lot of stuff to get excited about, but the RSM was awesome. Uh, Robert Streb wins his second PGA Tour event, um, which just so happens to be the same event. He's won twice. He's won the RSM twice, once back in 2014 and obviously this year, Uh, so good for him. That's awesome. He outlasted. He beat Kevin Kisner on the second playoff hole. And Kiz, man, we had Kiz for a top 30, which obviously hit pretty easy. Top 50, I think, for us um, in the blog posted on Twilight Nine on Tuesday afternoon. So that's great. But um, Kiz, man, he goes to 0-5 in his career in playoffs. That's not good, <laughs> especially for a guy that's usually so... He's a, such a good match play guy. I mean, you got a couple years ago, he won the Dell Technologies match play event down in Texas. So he's won those kind of events before. He's usually a great match play guy. He's fantastic in the President's Cup a couple years ago at Liberty National. Hasn't made a Ryder Cup team. I'm sure that'll change if he has a good season next year. But yeah, 0-5 in playoffs when he gets there. So he could have several more wins. I think he's only a three-time PGA Tour winner, which I mean is a lot already. But I mean, he could easily have six or seven so he loses on the second playoff hole to Robert Streb. Absolute dart. I'm going to include a, probably in one of the video highlights um, on Instagram that shot. I'll include it when we get to it because it was absolutely money on the second playoff hole. Kids could do nothing about it. I can't believe it didn't go in. But we're going to talk a little RSM, go over a little stats um, from that. But beside from that, after we are done with the RSM and since there's no PGA Tour event this week to look forward to, we're actually going to throw it to an interview that I did with Drew. Blue Tees Golf. Blue Tees is a phenomenal company. They do a fantastic job of producing a cool looking, just really dope rangefinders for a fraction of the price that Bushnell charges. These rangefinders on the market are $400, $500. The weekend golfer, that's too much for a weekend golfer to pay. At that price point, it's just not worth having a rangefinder. But Blue Tees does a phenomenal job of making them just cool. Their Instagram feed is amazing. Just good vibes over there in California uh, with the Blue Tees boys. So I interviewed Drew about everything Blue Tees, everything going on in his life, what they're looking for to uh, in 2021 and then some rapid fire questions at the end um, having to do with his golf game and all that sort of stuff but the interview so we're going to throw it the show over to that interview in a couple minutes after we talk about the RSM but that interview is great so stick around if you're interested in getting an affordable range finder I'm going to tag obviously in the Instagram when this episode launches and in the blog on Twilight 9 all their information in his Instagram is going to be tagged in the blog in the description but it was a great interview 
have done work with uh, with Drew and the boys at Blue Tees in the past. They're a fantastic company. So if you guys are looking for a rangefinder, go check those guys out. Like I said, all their info is going to be tagged in the blog. But before we throw it to that interview, let's just talk a little RSM. Or actually, before we talk the RSM and get my head ahead of myself, let's talk a couple headlines. Joakim Neiman is doing a fantastic thing right now. He's trying to raise a bunch of money to save his cousin's life. His infant cousin um, is sick. And at the RSM, all of his birdies, all of his eagles, all that sort of stuff was uh, raising money for the procedures that the that the baby needs. And if you guys go on Golf Digest, I'll try to link the article in the blog that goes up on Twilight Nine, but you can actually donate toward the cause if you guys want to. I'll have everything tagged, but he's doing an amazing thing for his infant cousin. So Neiman played with a heavy art over the weekend. He had a he had a good week, a solid week coming off of COVID nineteen. So hopefully everything goes okay with that family. We're looking, we're praying for them. And then the on the lighter side, Tiger Woods and this broke this broke uh, on the 19th, I think this came out. I uh, went up on the Twilight Nine blog. If you guys haven't checked it out, make sure you check out the blog. There's obviously, I'm going to be writing every day on that thing, filling it up with a bunch of golf content. But Tiger Woods to play in the PNC Championship with Charlie. It's the first time Charlie's going to play on TV. It's one of the more unique tournaments in golf. Since 1995, champions of the PGA Tour and all that sort of stuff have been given the opportunity to play with their sons. And this year, Tiger is bringing Charlie. It's going to be awesome. He had this to say about the tournament. I can't tell you how excited I am to be playing with Charlie in our first official tournament together. It's been great watching him progress as a junior golfer, and it will be incredible playing as a team together in the PNC Championship. And I'm sure this will be one of the video highlights. So if this is, hello, Instagram. But I am going to include a video of his swing because Charlie looks like he is a freaking stick. And I mean, you know. He is the son of Tiger Woods, so that's not that hard to imagine. But that's going to be must-watch TV. This is the event that John Daly plays in with uh, Junior every year. Justin Thomas is going to be there with his uh, with his dad this year. So there's going to be a bunch of guys in the field. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, and the PNC is held in Orlando at the Rich Carlton GC. And it's from December 19th to 20th. I'm sure Golf Channel will have it all televised for sure now that Tiger and Charlie are going to be there. But that's going to be must-watch TV with those two guys in the field, so we are looking forward to that. But without further ado, let's get into the RSM. I mean, I mentioned a lot of it already. Robert Streb gets his second PGA Tour victory, which is his second RSM Classic victory. I mentioned it already, but he won back in 2014. Uh, Streb, not known for a lot. He's kind of an under-the-radar under guy. He's got a couple unique things, super high follow-through in his swing. Uh, it's very unique. Not a lot of guys do that. A lot of guys come at a lower point through the ball. He doesn't. He goes right over that back shoulder, and the follow-through is very unique. But the one thing that everybody noticed over the weekend uh, on Twitter and all that kind of stuff, he doesn't play with a glove. No glove for Streb, and it obviously works because he gets it done. So he gets the victory. And when I was looking on my phone earlier, just stats-wise, uh, he made 21 birdies, I think, on the week, and all the strokes gain categories. I don't think he was inside like the top 30 in any strokes gain category, aside from putting. Uh, everything else was very middle of the pack, middle of the field. Didn't do too much to overpower anybody, but he made 21 birdies, and he only made two bogeys. So that'll get it done. That's how you win golf tournaments is minimizing the mistakes, and that's what he did. He made two bogeys over the entire week, and that's how you win a golf tournament. So Robert Streb gets it done. And Kevin Kisner, you can't do much about it. 
he he had a solo lead heading in. Streb made a late uh, late birdie to tie him. Goes into a playoff. Kiz had a chance to win 20 feet uphill. Missed it. Streb clutch again. Makes a nine footer, I believe, for par on the first playoff hole. So that's whatever. And then they both hit decent drives into the second playoff hole. Streb puts his to 15 inches, I think. I still don't know how that didn't go in. Kisner kind of flared it to the right. Made one hell of a shot on his third shot into that green. Just didn't drop. So Kisner, like I mentioned earlier in the show, drops to 0-5 in his playoff history on the PGA Tour. So like I said, man, he could have he could have six or seven wins on the PGA Tour, but he only has three. So that's, that's tough. Um... I'm a big Kisner guy. He was coming off a rough performance at the Masters. He missed his first cut at this year's Masters for the first time in his Augusta National career. He made every cut before that. And yeah, Kisner Kisner is um, one of the more likable guys on tour for sure. All the players love him. T-Dub loves him. Uh, he was one of the best guys on uh, the President's Cup team, him and Phil were a great team against the internationals that year at uh, Liberty National for that President's Cup. And love to see Kiz do well. Obviously, he's not going to complain about a runner-up finish. He would have loved to win, but that's a big-ass paycheck. Uh, and you know Kiz, Kiz loves the paycheck, man. So he was probably, he loves it. I'm sure he was sad about it at first, but I mean, that's a big pig, uh, paycheck for Kiz. So go Kiz. We cashed on that plus uh, 150 bet. I think we lost the Neiman bet. And then my couple my couple picks to win outright both finished right around T30, I think. I think um, Russell Henley was super hot there for a couple months, but I think he's starting to slow down. It wouldn't be surprise me if he comes out of nowhere and wins one of the first tournaments back of the season just because his iron game is that good. And then Tommy Fleetwood was, again, middle of the pack. I think he was T, T30 also right around right around there. I can, think, I can get the exact... Um, finish but yeah neither one of the guys was too close to winning jason day had another good week he was t12 Corey connor's got another top 10 uh in the feel good score uh story camilla uh camillo viegas i think that's how you pronounce his last name um lost his daughter this year and it was a feel good story on the range on thursday he saw a rainbow at the end of the range while he was warming up and his daughter loved rainbows and then he led the tournament after day one and then stuck around. He finished inside the top 10, a T6 finish for him. That's a feel-good story of the week. Hopefully hopefully he comes back and wins on the PGA Tour. He was a bigger name. Uh, he was famous for the spider the spider reading of the putts back in the day. He's playing good golf, so we hope that he comes back and gets, gets a win because that would definitely be a feel-good story. Again, T6 for him. Harris English with the T6 also. Um, come continues to play good golf. Kyle Stanley was up there with a T6. Zach Johnson, again, up at the top of the leaderboard with a T6. Like I said, Jason Day, T12. Keegan Bradley, T15. Alex Noren, T18. Grio, T18. Terrell Hatton with another top 25 to end his season. He announced on Instagram that he's not going to be playing, I believe, until February. So we won't see him for a while. And then, yeah, my pick, Russell Henley, he was T30. And then Tommy Fleetwood was 9-under. Final round three under to finish T37. So neither guy was up there scaring the leaderboard. I know a lot of guys had Webb Simpson as a top 10 lock for the week, and he finished T37 also. So he didn't have that great of a week. I didn't touch Webb. He came into the tournament as the outright favorite, I believe, at plus 850, I think it was, in the blog on T9. But yeah, it was a really good tournament. Like I said at the beginning of the show, it's really tough 
the tournaments after majors to create a lot of drama in the field that people want to watch. But the names were loaded, man. A couple of them didn't make the cut. There was some bigger names that didn't make the cut. Schwartzel didn't make the cut. If I can go down a little bit more. Rosie missed the cut, which was kind of surprising, especially he had a decent week at Augusta. Matthew Fitzpatrick missed the cut, which was surprising. He was playing good golf. So yeah, there was just some bigger names to miss the cut, which kind of took the sting out of it. I mean, Harold Varner missed the cut too. He's an enjoyable guy to watch play golf. Pat Perez was out. Um, Doc Redmond, who's had a huge season, he shot back-to-back 72, so he missed the cut. So yeah, but it was a great tournament overall. Congratulations, Robert Streb. Gets a second win, second RSM win. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got. And with, with no PGA Tour event to talk about next week, I guess we can throw it to the interview. So guys, enjoy the interview. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys next week. There's not a huge intro when the interview starts. There's not really. We just say bye at the end of it. So this is it. We'll be back next week with a preview show. Obviously, we won't be able to talk about the previous week's PGA Tour event because there isn't one. But we'll go over all the betting info and all that stuff for Mayakoba all the headlines. And then we have another couple interviews here lined up shortly. So there may be one next week. I'm not hundred percent sure yet if it will be in next week's show, but we got a couple other ones coming up guys. So look out for that. But yeah, enjoy the interview with blue tees. Enjoy the interview with drew. He's a great guy. Like I said, I've worked with him in the past in the blue tees guys. So if you guys need a range finder, if you guys want a sick, really sick looking range finder that's affordable for everybody um check out blue tees golf blueteesgolf.com they're having a bunch of uh, black friday stuff coming up this week so check them out guys everything will be linked in the blog but enjoy the interview and i look forward to talking talking to you guys next week peace all right everybody today i am joined by drew of blue tees golf they make affordable range finders for the everyday golfer they're awesome i have one in my bag it's incredible have not been disappointed Again, just so affordable. Drew, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Happy uh, pre-Thanksgiving week. Right, Thanksgiving week. Uh, I know you're out in California, so it's a little bit different up here in New Hampshire. The golf season is coming to an end quickly. We got probably <laughs> another, like, I don't know, two weeks maybe. But it's been good. How's your, how's your uh, golf game looking? Uh, my golf game is pretty everyday average golfer golf game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm down here. I'm, I'm with, uh, I'm with some family right now and I'm golfing today, Tuesday, tomorrow, Wednesday, I'm golfing Thanksgiving morning with my dad. Uh, and I think Friday and Saturday too. And we, as we were just talking, I've got this new puppy, she's four months old. So I'm literally just pawning her off for the week so I can hopefully get my everyday average golf scores a little bit lower and more respectable over the next couple of days. Right. Focus and yeah. laser in on the golf game. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so for people who don't know who you are, before we get into all the Blue Tees stuff, like where'd you grow up, college, all that sort of stuff before you got up to uh, Blue Tees? Yeah. So I'm a West Coast guy, uh, born and raised down in Southern California, um, born up in Newport Beach, uh, went to college up at the University of Washington, so stayed on the West Coast. And currently up in San Francisco with a couple of the other co-founders of Blue Tea. So stayed on the West Coast pretty much my whole life. That being said, I'm not, this is going to be sacrilegious for you and a lot of people. I don't have like a diehard football team, but myself and our CEO are arguably the like biggest Tom Brady fans there are. And so we have spent a lot of time in Boston going to Gillette. Um, and so we've got some connection out there. You enjoyed your time on the East Coast? I do. Yeah. Boston, New York, man, wintertime to me, one of the best places uh, to be. 
Yeah, it's it's I think it's tough to beat Boston. I've been to a lot of cities and I mean that's obviously like where I grew up around, but it's just tough to beat Boston and New York too, but Boston is just I love it. Some grit to it, man. There's some character. Can't say yeah. that about a lot of places. It's great. Yeah, but just by walking around you see it. Just by like yeah. the people in the city, just like a sense of Hell yeah. People. Yeah. And they, they're I mean the sports town is ridiculous. I mean, I, I grew up in Southern California, diehard Lakers fan. But I mean, holy shit. It got us like Jason Tatum and Brown and Kemba. Like, my God, like the C's are exciting right now, man. Dude, they're just a fun team with a lot of young kids that can just ball. I kind of not root for them. They're likable. Yeah, they're so and they're likable. Yeah, there's no one on that basketball team that you can look at and be like, oh, man, I hate that guy. No, like there's nobody on that team. So no, and you can't dislike Brad Stevens. He's a good dude. And you got some great offseason moves. I mean, so long Gordon Hayward, but I mean, Tristan's a nice addition. I mean, it's we could talk about this for days. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Gordon, Gordon Hayward. I'm very indifferent about that. He's obviously a great basketball player. Didn't do much for the city of Boston. I mean, it's not his fault that his ankle came off. I mean, Um, yeah. One hour into game one. Yeah. Yeah, It's not his fault. His ankle came off, but even when he came back, I mean, he was still getting hurt all the time. So I, I didn't care, but yeah, but Thompson's a nice one. Teague as a backup point guard is going to be just exactly what we needed. The guy that can score like 12 points a game and just kind of come in. But because Wanamaker was awful. Um, But yeah, the C's man, they're going to be exciting for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I guess, uh, getting out of Boston stuff. So blue tees, man, when did, yeah. when did you guys come up with the idea? Uh, yeah. and when did it, when did it kind of just all come around and start for you guys? Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, dude, I'm not the best golfer in the world. I'm not going to sit here on my high horse and preach to you and pretend like I am. Um, neither is, are my business partners, um, or the everyday average hack. I mean, we love to golf you know, we're good enough to warrant a range finder, right. To, you know, make some informed decisions about our golf game. So a couple of years ago, um, I went to go buy one and me personally, I didn't have the wallet to go buy a $500, you know, range finder, neither here nor there. And so I went on Amazon, right. I mean, you look like you're in your twenties. I'm in my twenties. Right. And it's like, let's go to Amazon. It's where I buy everything. If I don't have an Amazon package coming, like I've got some like weird PTSD. Um, yeah, you know what's up. And so I, uh, we, you know, bought a rangefinder from Amazon, like 120, 150 bucks or something like that. Um, work day one, broke day two, effectively, you know, maybe a week. Um, so rinse and repeat, did that, did that again. Um, one of my best buddies, who's the CEO of Blue Tees, same thing happened to him. And so we kind of took a step back and I'm like, well, shoot, you know, we've been talking about starting a company for some time. Um, I I've got a career in go to market consulting for tech companies. He's got a career in venture debt and has started um, a couple of e-commerce companies. It's like, there's an opportunity here. So fast forward, we saw a need in the market. Um, we, we believe was a need in the market for really high quality, affordably priced range fighters that work in a break after three weeks. And so that's kind of the inception of blue tees and how we kind of came up with the idea and it came to fruition. Yeah. It's awesome. Cause I mean, like, even though, I mean, I, w- I turned quote unquote pro, I guess I passed the PAT last April of 2019, but I've even playing that high level of golf. I've never been a guy to spend that much money on a range finder. It was always, what can I find on eBay that had Bushnell on it for like whatever. Yeah, of course. And then, yeah, because you, 
I didn't want to do what happened to you is buy $150 on Amazon and just be porked. Shit adds up too. Like, yeah, if you do it a couple of them, you might as well buy a Bushnell. Right, exactly. You mess up a couple of times and it's like, well, I just spent all that money that I could have <laughs> yeah. just bought a regular one for it. Right. And then, so I never wanted to trust the whatever, the 150 ones. And then, yeah, I got, you sent me the blue tees one and this thing is money. Like it is absolutely everything you want it to be. The pin lock's great. The range is super long. The HD, it's perfect. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So in your, you mentioned one partner, but how many of you guys are in like the quote unquote inner circle, like the oh, main, yeah. the main group of you guys? Um, so there are five of us partners. So it's really, really fun. So we've got kind of our ringleader in, in Chris. He makes sure that, you know, we're, we're making money, that we're not going broke and, and that we, we've got range finders to sell. Um, I'm lucky enough to do a lot of our business development, um, whether it's partnerships or influencers or expanding into big box and green grass, that's kind of my purview. Got a third partner who's just a world-class designer. So everything that you see at Blue Tees that's customer facing, his handprints are all over. So he designed from scratch our series two range finders. Uh, we've got a really, really awesome range finder coming out in Q1 of next year that I think is just going to set the market on fire. It's, it's pretty cool. We can talk about that later, but, um, so industrial designer, product designer, dudes, world-class, um, got ahead of content, right? I mean, content's king these days. I mean, you know, whether it's writing blogs, right. Or shooting, uh, motion or videos, got to be able to tell the story. Got a partner that's in charge of that. And then last but not least, and arguably, the most important in the, in the way in which we go to business is we've got our head of uh, performance marketing. So we're an e-commerce first company um, versus a brick and mortar first company. And so we've got a, our, our fifth partners in charge of all that. So kind of the five of us. And then we've got a, quite a few others who are in the inner circle per se, who work with us on a daily basis. Um, but we've got an epic team, man. Really, really proud of them. Yeah, it's nuts. There's five of you, but each of you guys have your own own little realm of yeah, something that you do really well. And it kind of just works. It sounds like it just works out perfectly. Yeah. The whole idea, right. I mean, look, I mean, a rangefinder is not revolutionary technology. I mean, they've been out here for a long time, but we thought if we could, if we could make it a little bit more affordable, if we could make it look a lot cooler. Right. I mean, I'm not going to call anybody out by name, but we think that rangefinders in general, just kind of boring looking, you know, they're all black and carts are black and you lose them all the time. And there's no disruption there. So we thought if we can make them look cooler, make them more affordable, and then have a team that is experts in their swim lanes, that we could you know, disrupt, a, disrupt a marketplace that we don't believe was disrupted or had been really disrupted before. And you brought up the, the looks of it because it does look just sick. What was the... So you guys had the idea. What was yeah. like the original design in making <laughs> of it process like? Did that take forever or did or did you guys have a pretty clear idea of no, this is what we want it to look like and then just send it off for it to be made and Yeah. Um It's a good question. I mean, it didn't it wasn't an overnight thing, right? There was a lot of thought and a lot of iteration that went into it. Um Brandon our our product designer is, you know, he's the he's the head of creative at Blue Tees. Um, the detail and the intricacy that went into the different lines, right. And how accentuated or unaccentuated they were the type the material that was used. And so 
I mean, I might say that it took, you know, a couple of months to make, he might push back, you know, and said, you know, it took a year. Um, but it's something that, you know, started at a, and then B, although to me, it looked very similar. There are a lot of nuances to it to really get to the point where it is today. And yeah. And you guys brought up your, you brought up like future designs and new rangefinders yeah. coming out. Do you guys have any aspirations of making other stuff for the, for the golf bag? Are you guys going to stick to the, to the rangefinder niche? You know, man, that's the, that's the million dollar question. Right. And I think that's something that we talk about every single day. Right now, our focus is on rangefinders. You know, we're not going to, we've decided and we believe, you know, we're not going to become an apparel company. There's so many cool apparel companies out there, right? I mean, I'm wearing a Melbourne hat right now, like huge fans of what they do. Um, and so there's a lot of people that do that. I think where we're going to focus our time is really mastering the high quality, affordable price rangefinder. And then as we think about how can we complement that, it's what are other things that work with the rangefinder? So we built a magnetic strap that I think is pretty dope. Um, to, you know, make life a little bit easier, right? You know, is there an opportunity to build out some cases, right? That are a little bit more, I'd say high end or high tech. So I think there'll be complementary components to the range fund, but right now I think our swim lane is let's, let's continue to execute and execute well in this space. And then potentially, you know, we've got another range funder coming out. That's going to be pretty dope and let's execute really well there. And then we'll take a step back and figure out, well, what's the ecosystem look like? Awesome. And then aside from the new one coming out, do you guys have like a major goal set in place for 2021? Oh man, that's a great question. I mean, I think with any startup, right. You know, you've got your, you've got your financial metrics. Um, I mean, for us, you know, I, I want us to be, you know, validated. You know, I think 2020 was a really cool year of new kids on the block type of thing. Right. You know, the range finders all over Instagram, you know, I want to get it into the hands of, you know, tour professionals per se, right. The, you know, the use of the world who are actual professional golfers to get your validation so that folks know, Hey, you know, range finder doesn't have to be, you know, three, 400, 500 bucks. I mean, there are companies out there like blue tees that can provide a high quality, badass range finder at a fraction of the price of the other guys and, and really get folks like you, you know, taking a chance on us. Yeah. And I mean, I've, like I said, I've had it in the bag for probably close to a month now, played a couple rounds with it. It is awesome. So if anybody out there is looking to get a range finder, this is definitely one to look at because it is money. So to uh, end this little chat, I got a couple questions for you. Just kind of something I ask everybody, just kind of, you know, based on your game, what, what's going on in golf, favorite club in the bag. Favorite club in the bag. I'm going to go my SM8 Vokey 50 degree wedge. Do you have, do you have a brand that you play throughout the bag or is it kind of miss and match? Mix and match. I've got uh tailor-made P790 irons, which I love. I think they're great. I've got old school Titleist woods. I think 915 driver, three wood, and then a hybrid. Got a really fun tailor-made gapper driving iron. Yep. Those super, things are, those things are rockets. Super dope. Yeah. Um, got Vokey wedges, which I love. And then I've got a, Got like a 15 year old Scotty Cameron, two and a half Newport putter that I'll never get rid of and I'll never refurbish. And it's just like, maybe that's my favorite. I don't know. I mean, with Scotty's, you don't need to, those things are just, 
I mean, you don't need to do anything with those things. It's got so much character. That's just, I'll say that's the favorite. That's the just, one I'll never part with. The Scotty. Yeah. Um, a little bit different of a question. What's your favorite yardage? Oh, okay. I love this question. This is a great question. 100 to 120 yards. That's my what, favorite yardage. What's usually the, do you have one club that does that 20 yard gap or is it a couple? I'm playing with my 50 degree or my 56 degree right there. Nice. Like, it, like 95, I'm going 56, right? Up to like 105. And then yep. I'm going to play with my 50 in the other end. I love that. I love to hear what people say about that because everybody's just comfortable with different, different clubs. Uh, what about you? Um, so my standard like nine iron, like a range nine iron would probably go like 160 to 165. Okay. But my nine iron is the club that I can do pretty much anything with. Like if I need to step on it, I can hit it like 170. But then I can also like choke down, down on it and lose like 10 to 15 yards. So I love my nine iron because I can do it's like. Army knife. Yeah, I get, love it. You get out of jail free card per se. Right, exactly. That's like awesome. if I'm one, like th- legitimately down to like 140 to like 170, I have some sort of shot with a nine iron that I can like adapt it to that yardage. That's epic. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's fun. I'd like to get to that point in my golf game. I can't do that. Right. It took me forever. Someday. It took me me forever. And it was honestly kind of like when I was so trying to get to that level, I've never had a lesson, but it's you're watching all these YouTube videos trying to get the picture perfect swing or whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. And I just could not figure out how to hit a fade. I was just hooking the crap out of the ball. So one day I went to the range. I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to figure out what the feel is to hit a cut. And then once you learn how to do it on your own, just kind of like Bubba did, he's kind of just flings his limbs everywhere to try to hit a cut. And then that's when you like, just learn what it feels like to do it. And then it's, it becomes a little bit easier. Well, we need to get you on the West coast to uh, give the blue tees team uh, I've never, some, uh, some lessons. I need to, I've never been over there. I've oh yet God. to be to the West coast. I think if, if COVID settles down, hopefully at the start of like next year, I hope to get over there probably like March ish. I think get out here we'll take you out, man. Um, yeah, we'll trade, we'll trade around a golf for a couple of swing tips. How about that? That's we can do. Yeah, that can, definitely, <laughs> that can definitely be done. Speaking of the course. So same question, but two, two areas, favorite course you've played yeah, and favorite course you've been to like, whether it was, it's yeah. probably, I don't know if you've been to a PGA tour event that it was at a sick course that you couldn't play or something like that. I went to the open at Pebble a couple of years ago with my pop and that was pretty sick. I mean, I've never played it. I'm like, I'm actually taking my pop there for a 60th birthday in March with a couple of the guys from the team. So that's like, that'll be tight. Um, favorite course I've played. You know, that's an interesting question. I'm going to answer that in two different ways. I know you asked a single question there, but like the home course that we play at in San Francisco, it's called the Presidio. Just like, that's home. So anytime we can get out there, like hole one on that course just is good vibes, right? You know, you're in a happy place. So I'd say that. And then <laughs> I like resort golf because it's not too hard. I call it resort golf, even though it's not supposed to be called resort golf, right? Yeah. Give me <laughs> yeah. some wide, barely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so um, for Blue Tees content being king, we've been doing a lot of shooting at Half Moon Bay in their ocean course, which is, I don't know if you've ever heard of Mavericks where the they do the big waves but it's right on the, the West coast. It's about 45 minutes South of San Francisco, picturesque views. I'm going to get a view of the ocean the whole time. So it's being in Hawaii without Hawaii weather or Hawaii golf. So I'll say that. 
Yeah, that's sick. I feel like a lot of people would kind of answer that the same way you did. Because a lot of, especially just like weekend golfers have their, it doesn't, they don't have to be members, but it's that course that exactly what you said when you step up to the first tee, it's just, you're like vibing with the boys when you guys are out there. Yeah. Yeah, Like we're like home, let's have a good day. I I think I would probably answer that question the same way. Do you have a Um, home course out in New Hampshire that you go to all the time? Yeah, we got one. We got one down the street. I have a couple Amherst country club. That's like 15 minutes away. And then there was actually one down um, in like Northern Massachusetts, like five minutes over the border. That was sick. It was like really narrow, but the course was on the shorter side. Like the tips, I think tipped out at like 6,400, but all the fairways, all the fairways are like this, like tree line. So it's a lot of irons off tee. It's like dark golf. Yeah. Yeah. In that course, it was looked like Augusta when you went there. And then it always had like a private vibe. And then last year someone bought it and turned it private. So I haven't been back, but that was probably the course that was just vibing when you got on the first tee. It ain't so man. Come it's, on. I don't know why people do that. It's brutal. Oh, I hate it. But like everybody says like make golf more accessible. And then it's like, well, let me just make this more exclusive. What a bummer. Right. And pay what just a- tens of thousands of dollars just to play the court. Yeah. It's a bummer, man. Um, and then, so last question, and this one's tough. All well, right. for some people, I guess it's tough. Others, others, not so much. So I guess because you're going in March, this might be easy. Would you rather a foursome of your closest friends, family, whatever at Pebble Beach yeah, or solo round with a caddy of your choice? So it could be a buddy, dad, whatever, but you're the only one playing and they're carrying your bag at Augusta. Augusta? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the former on that one i'm gonna go play pebble i'm gonna have my closest friends and family with me i mean to me golf is about having fun right like competitive have fun i love to bet when i play golf and i usually lose like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with my dad to pebble i'm gonna go with my sister's uh fiance and then i'm gonna go with my sister's soon to be hopefully fiance so i'm gonna go with the with the boys the family and we're gonna do that trip we're going to drink a lot. We're going to listen to some music. We're going to have caddies too. We're going to have For caddies. sure. But um, I'm going with that. Golf's meant to be fun in my opinion. What about you? How do you answer this one? It's a good question. The thing is, it's weird because not a lot of my close friends are big golfers. Like okay. pretty much none of them. They're all like if I drag them out to the golf course, come, they'll come play and just like they have a set from 1955 and they'll just like bury okay. holes in the woods all day. Yeah. And the only one, I mean, my cousin... My cousin's a big golfer. A good family friend of mine is a is a great golfer. He actually played in Massachusetts college golf. So it would borderline be tough to form four guys that are just like, yo, let's go play Pebble. So all right. But so I think that would I think Pebble would have to be my answer. Cause I think Augusta, that's almost like a little selfish. But at the same time, like having my dad on the bag and go walk Augusta National by ourselves for four hours and just take it all in would also be pretty sick. So that was gonna be my question about Augusta. Are you going with like Bones or Cameron Smith's caddy smoking heaters or are you going with your pop? <laughs> no, I think I'd have my dad carry it, I think. Okay. Even though that <laughs> option A, option B, I guess, would have been hilarious. Oh, dude, I was dying at that. That was <laughs> the most absurd thing. <laughs> like, 
Oh my God. I mean, talk about not feeling the walking on eggshells thing. It's like, I don't care where I am. I'm just getting <laughs> after it. I mean, that guy's getting after it. Cameron's got his dirty ass stash, which I really appreciate and respect. I mean, those guys, I don't think they know what the word pressure means. Like they were No, just- they don't care. No, th- they have the same attitude, whatever gate they step through. It's just like, this is just grass. I don't know. I care. mean, you got to respect the hell out yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, I do. I'd have a hard time doing it, but yeah. Yeah, that was great. Did you get, did you watch most of the Masters? Are you bit, do you sit down at PGA Tour uh, and watch most of them? So I'm a, I'm a day one watcher for sure. I'm a Sunday watcher for sure. And then I'll be on my phone for the other stuff, but I was in a, uh, we do a big master's pool every year, right? You know, pick two top 10, three, 11 to 30 and one outside the top 30. And so you had the text thread going the whole time. So I felt like I was at the event without being there because we knew everything that was going on at every waking moment. Right. Have you been down there yet? No. Yeah. Me neither. Hopefully soon. I enter the, uh, lottery every year. Haven't won yet. Dude, same here. It's nuts. I don't get. And then I was talking to somebody. I worked, I used to work at a country club down in Tampa and there was like this older guy that did the carts outside with everybody. And he said he won the lottery like a long time ago. And I guess, and this might just be him and I don't understand if it is, but he said that once you win the lottery, you get it every other year. What? So he won the lottery. He's been like 20 something times. So he went the first year and then didn't get it the second year and then just won the lottery again the third year and has been going. He's been like over 20 times. Good for him. I know that's sick. So we just got to wait for that one win. We just got to wait for that one win and then we get to go all the time. Dude, I want to go and like try these world famous sandwiches for a buck fifty or three dollars, whatever it is, like the pimento cheese stuff. DJ's answer to what's your favorite thing before he won it? The sandwiches, like yeah, I, that's that's gonna be his dinner, right? <laughs> yeah, what they have. Uh, did you see Tiger's dinner? By the way, we can maybe end on that. Yeah, they. Oh, what the hell did he have? He had like sushi, fajitas, flan. Yeah, <laughs> and then milkshakes. I think for dinner or something. Like what? Like, <laughs> you touched all four corners. I don't know. I mean, that's some eclectic taste right there. Yeah, I don't know what that is about. I think he didn't he when the Masters originally got canceled. I think he had that like at home with the family. Is that he was like sitting in the living room with his green jacket, just like this? I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, all right, Drew. Well, this was great. Where can people find you on Instagram? Blue tees, all that stuff. I'm sure you guys with uh, Black Friday coming up, you guys probably got some stuff. So if you want. There's stuff running now. Friday will be the, as you can imagine, the biggest day, which will be really cool. So yeah, Blue Tees Golf is the Instagram handle. BlueTeesGolf.com is the website. Yeah, give us a shout. I appreciate you having me on and, and chatting Blue Tees with me, man. Hell yeah, man. It was awesome. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. And we'll uh, hopefully talk to you shortly. Yes, sir. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right, man. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. 
Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.